0: Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Rank Heresy. This is going to be the Twilight introductory episode.
1: And before you laugh at us, we actually put this to a vote and the Patreons decided that you get Twilight first. So you brought this on yourselves. Of course, we were going to uh, do a Twilight episode anyway, so we Twilight are rocks. ultimately today be not it. No, nah, no. We don't knock Twilight here. That's not what we do.
0: Not at all. All
1: right. So with that, okay. let's talk about uh, Twilight.
0: Yes what is Twilight? Twilight is very famously the love story of Bella and Edward and according to internet the worst love story ever told. It came <laughs> with a series of truly awful movies and it made the name of Stephanie Meyer and synonymous with bad writing and it also came with a whole addition to you know the pop culture lexicon like Barkley Vampires. Everyone has made fun of that. If you have seen anything even remotely fantasy-related in the past 20 years, there's been frankly vampires that have been made fun of. And the careers of Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart are forever haunted by this. And we also have something that we will be getting into, or no, we won't. We won't be getting into that at all, actually. No, we don't care. But uh, something that is relevant is the fact that with the whole reputation that Twilight gained, we also gained this sort of emperor's new clothes syndrome, where to say that you like Twilight, or to say that you think Meyer isn't a half bad writer, or even God forbid that she's a good writer that you like writing is to say that you have no taste and you are essentially well no better than an 11 year old fangirl who (laughs) uh, you will look very much down upon even though i am very proud of having been one why i mentioned the emperor's new clothes effect that surrounds twilight is that it has prevented any kind of meaningful or any kind analysis of twilight beyond that and then we come along and being rank heretics we have lots and lots of fun with twilight instead
1: anyway it is great but i will add there has been analysis by uh, tumblr pundits of a lot of the problematic aspects of twilight that we won't be getting into here and this is the treatment of native american characters who were based on a real tribe which was rather questionable jasper whitlock's backstory that was completely unnecessary, the lack of racial diversity among the heroes of our cast as well as the villain and a bunch of other things. A lot of analysis has been done on that. Again, most of the one we're familiar with are Tumblr pundits, but not really the point of our podcast, but we're just throwing out there that that does exist and is a very legitimate topic to discuss.
0: To add in what Jasper's backstory is, it's a throwaway line, but he was fighting on the Confederate side during the American Civil War. She really wanted a
1: Texan. I don't know why. She She sure did. She just really wanted a Texan. We'll probably talk about Jasper somewhere else. This is the introductory episode, so this is to give you background on what Twilight is, what it's supposed to be about, and then what the hell we think it's about.
0: We think that it's Ocello, (laughs) that it is Shakespeare's Ocello. And that Bella is not so much a lead, so much as she is a very important and key figure in the events that unfold. But we honestly regard uh, the events of Twilight from the point of view of Colonel Calm instead. And it has given us a very, very different story.
1: So to recap what the hell we're even talking about and who Carlisle Cullen even is, for those of you who are less familiar with Twilight and listening to this out of the goodness of your hearts or in hope of entertainment, the story of Twilight is this.
0: I just threw that in there. I went right for it.
1: Who cares what the original Twilight is? I have my own universe. Oh, I made up my own movie. We do that. So Bella Swan is a teenage girl. She's 17 at the start of the novel. She moves to Forks, Washington, where she meets Edward Cullen in biology. He nearly eats her. It's very dramatic. They end up falling in love, though. He has this whole vampire family. His father figure, not his actual father, but father figure is Carlisle Cullen, who came up with this diet where they eat animals instead of people. And there's implications of that that we'll get into in some other episode i'm sure but it's important edward doesn't eat people that makes him a good guy and due to shenanigans that progress throughout the series bella and edward's love is tested time and again there's this group called the voltori who are the secret vampire police who end up Not really enemies of the coven, but we'll get into that. We're going to get into that in the Othello bit. But they're the generic sort of big bads of the series, but they're not, but they are. And they're ultimately thwarted and Bella and Edward save the day. And they have a baby in a Rosemary's Baby type plot that happens in the books. It's uh, quite wild. But yes, so that is what Twilight's actually about. And now we can get into how it's Othello.
0: Actually, I have to say one thing first. When I said earlier that the movies were garbage, I really did mean it. The movies, uh, no. But if you come here and have only seen the movies and do not really know what's beyond that, then frankly, you don't really know what's beyond that because the movies changed so much from they the did. books. We will have to devote at least one episode to that. But basically, do not let the movies color your perception of Twilight. Just don't. They were very much trying to make a marketable product. And it showed. And it actually succeeded. But the result is that you can't trust them.
1: It's amazing it succeeded, though. Because, God, those movies are unwatchably bad. But anyway, this is not about the movies. This is about Othello. Twilight, from the view of Carlisle Cullen. Bella is actually a catalyst in the story. Or she's... I don't even want to call her the MacGuffin. She is something that Edward wants to earn and she's the sort of the object of the plot and she becomes the center of many different interests from many different people for a variety of reasons. But she's really more a catalyst for a series of actions that is ultimately a classic tragedy.
0: And this all sets off with Carlisle Cohn's life being quite ordinary at the beginning of Twilight, when of course it is all put on his head by Edward, who falls for Bella, or at least develops an obsession with her. We'll get into that later in another episode. <laughs> But I'm trying so hard to stay on topic here. It's impossible. But yeah, uh, from that moment when Edward smells spell biology, you know, every, all bets are off. He uh, runs straight to Carlisle after that class and talk to him, talks to him about it. And it's all just complete. We are off the tracks. We are in nonsense land. And it all leads to this one very grand misunderstanding where Carlisle comes to believe that his old friend Aro, who is the leader of the Volturi, is in fact corrupt and does intend to destroy Carlisle's Cohn and by destroy I mean kill Carlisle and most of his children, except for his daughter Alice and possibly Edward, so that Aro can add Alice and Edward to his collection of gifted people. Alice being a psychic who has a truly extraordinary gift that Aro does show great interest in. It's Sorry. probably coming across a bit out of order, but frankly, it is impossible to count the story without going into it in too much detail for one episode.
1: Yeah, and it's what you guys came here for. So to get into this a little bit more, the reason we say it's Othello is Aro is Othello himself, and or actually Aro is Desdemona.
0: I yeah, he's Desdemona, and people. Carlisle is Diocello.
1: Carlisle is Othello, and Edward is Iago. He is a kind of Iago, I guess I should say. He is not in himself a being of destruction. Edward is not an evil character. He actually means quite well. And he has a very noble spirit. And he has a great strength of will to do what he believes is right. It's just what he believes is right is
0: terrible. He is a horrible judge of character. He comes to believe the absolute worst of Aro, and he recounts all of this to Carlyle, who is given circumstantial evidence that happens to point in favor of this. Carlyle comes to believe this.
1: Yeah, and in the midst of this, uh, there is various circumstances going on where the Cullens are towing the edge of an unbreakable law that the Voltori have put into place. Edward breaks it multiple times throughout the series. He is pardoned quite a few times, but he chooses to ignore that. But more to the point, the Renesmee debacle comes about, and this is when Bella gets horrifyingly pregnant with a child that nobody knew was possible. This was not thought to be a thing, and due to this circumstance... Aro comes to believe that Carlisle has created a monster that must be destroyed at all costs. He has done an unforgivable thing and he has amassed an army to protect it. And so there's this confrontation at the end where they meet on a battlefield. Both have had to bring up armies themselves and there's this realization, not on Carlisle's end really, but on R.O.'s, that this grand misunderstanding and collection of tragic events has taken place such that they are now irrevocable enemies.
0: And it's well, this is probably veering into Maffin and me being heretics and this is definitely not something my intended, but there is the fact that Carlyle did live with Aro for 20 very formative years when he was young. Aro being from ancient Greece. Carlyle was there just there as his buddy, keeping him company for God knows what reason. I just it is very hard to come away. And also Aro speaks extremely fondly of Carlyle. It is mentioned that he speaks non-stop of how amazing Carlisle is to anyone who will listen.
1: And uh, he yeah. also gifts Carlisle a painting of his three buddies who are ancient kings of the immortal world, very important. And Carlyle who just happened to be there for 20 years and was a bum. <laughs> he gives him this portrait painted by a master to be in his house.
0: Well, you really come, across, uh, come away with the feeling that they were very close friends, those two which uh, makes them becoming enemies the way they are at the end of the series quite tragic. To make matters even worse than this being Ocello, there is the very troubling matter that Aras' organization is what is keeping the world balanced. He is atlas carrying it all on his shoulders. And by the end of the books, Bella has the power to destroy him. And she now has the motivation to do so as she believes that he will one day come after her again. It is heavily implied that if Meyer ever writes a sequel to Twilight, then it will be the destruction of Aro. That is essentially breaking down, ending on the notion that Bella will bring about the apocalypse.
1: We're talking like Mad Max-style apocalyptic, not necessarily the uh, nu- post-nuclear wasteland, but that in terms of humanity, or a boy and his dog is what I often think of.
0: Terminator, you know, the future world we see there. Oh yeah, that's a good
1: uh, Skynet's too organized. But yes, a lot it like is. Terminator.
0: The point being that vampires are, per twilight, superbly powerful and kept under control solely by Aro, and Bella now becomes a threat to him, the colons all do. We just have this very, very tragic misunderstanding, blame for all of it, because at the end of the day, there was really, well, Aro really had, he his life is Tucker and Dale versus evil. Yeah, it is. It is Tucker <laughs> and Dale versus
1: evil, and it's beautiful. So to summarize, the heresy, forget the love story of Bella and Edward. That is this tragic catalyst for the far more interesting story that is about a loss of friendship these growing misunderstandings violence murder betrayal and the end of the world and alien and rosemary's baby
0: yeah and we actually like renesme you have some records saying that we love renesme oh renesme is great do not do not knock renesme don't knock she Renesmee. may be a catalyst for the apocalypse but that's not her fault
1: it's not. I feel bad for Renesmee. She's going to have a I horrific life of terrible and misery. So, I do too. why did you listen with to that this in introductory episode? It's so that you can listen to us talk about bullshit like this. Of, why is Edward Cullen a crazy person? What do we even we- mean by that? What's up with Bella Swan? Who is she really? What's her personality? What's her gift? Renezme, The beauty of Renezme, Esme the beauty of Esme. Carlisle Cullen, the man we stand.
0: Rosalie Hale. Tragically misunderstood. We should do an episode on her.
1: Oh yeah, no, she deserves an episode. Uh, I don't know if I want to touch Jasper, and we're definitely not going no. to touch Emmett, because Emmett is oh, no. boring. Emmett is yeah, boring. That's,
0: that's the one guy who... Um that character that's our other I care about every single other character you just look up the appendix and look at every single you know every possible named character and I'm (laughs) like oh yeah I love that guy that's my favorite like all the others are my favorites then you name Emmett and I'm like oh all right he exists yeah he exists
1: he's he's in the family I I guess he's around but yeah (laughs) that's our other heresy don't care about Emmett I could care oh I couldn't care less about Emmett there we go Anyways, I think that wraps it up. Do you think that wraps it up? I think so, too. Yes, I do. All right. Bring out Torgram. It's time for Torgram. Oh,
0: oh, shit. I haven't programmed uh, or haven't uh, made the text file for Torgram. I have to do that now.
1: Short break. We will come back and murder <laughs> our patrons. <laughs> i so sorry I forgot. All right. We're back after a short intermission, and we have gotten Torgrim in working order.
0: Yes. So now, let us see. Which of our lovely patrons and Frenchha we couldn't bear to take her off the list. She would be mad and she goes was beautiful art. So there's still a chance that Fransha might get blown up. But which <laughs> of our patrons or Fransha gets blown up? I hope it's not Fransha. <laughs> it would be sad we if she ha- just got blown up twice in a row. And our Patreons didn't. But we have our results in. And Torgrim blows up David.
1: Oh David! Oh the humanity! Oh David, you lived such a short life and just blown up by a finger-snapping vampire.
0: My condolences to Clark.
1: I'm so sorry, David. You were a good patron. <laughs> we shall miss you. <laughs> All I really right. Shall. So. Uh, Next time we'll be talking about uh, Harry Potter, doing our introduction to that universe, and talking about things like how Tom Riddle was a romantic this entire time. My God. All right. So with that, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.